My fantasy football group chat has just destroyed my sense of humor. It's with Ben Smith and Poindexter and Stu, and it's just mm. almost time to talk a little fantasy. It's getting we're there. We're, I mean, yeah, we're still a little premature, some would say, but yeah. See, I feel like college football, you can talk about this early, but like NFL, it's almost dumb to talk about it this early just because – you might you're getting like a couple rookies and maybe a new free agent, but right. college is whole new rosters, so don't know what to expect. Yeah. Other thing I wanted to chat with y'all before we really fire up. Either one of y'all watch quarterback yet? Full thing or any? It. You just finished it. Yeah. What a hey, good show, honestly. Great show. Yeah, they're honestly. bringing it back for another season. What? So what? What's your Mahomes dog? Dog, Honestly, just dog. Mariota it's, soft. Oh, Mariota yeah. soft, and I've told close family Cousins. and friends, Kirk is Joe G. Kirk's great guy, man. Kirk's Joseph. J- I mean, that's Joe. Yeah, I know. Couldn't have picked great, a better show to go video. Kirk Cousins is Joe G. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, that's a good. That's a good comp there. I mean, yeah, he's a hell of a dude. Kind of wild that he's that he's good. I mean, take that how you want, but and also just just fits in with everybody. A smiling mm-hmm. family man doesn't even know if really football is his place, but he's like, yeah, I just I do it. Like I just yeah, I'm just good at it. it. Another good yeah, thing. He's a hell of a competitor too. And he has a he has a therapist. <laughs> so that reminded me. I had a little. <laughs> I mean, hey, Joe's going. I don't this. I don't have a therapist, but not yet. Okay, I'm sure Kurt Kurt probably didn't when he was 24. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. I, that's only catching up I got. We kind of got our long term catching up last episode. We fired back up. Z McGregor W the Ultimate Fighter last night. Come on, baby. Nice. And he was he was celebrating like it was his first win for sure. But <laughs> I'm thinking they'll move some of the vets to his team uh, in the semifinals. But they gotta do something, yeah. Yeah, they can't just let him have one because, like, it was an awesome win, but it, I don't know if it was a fluke or not. Because, I mean, he yeah. was touching him up up high, but if he fights that Dagestani guy, he's going to be done, though. He's just going to wrestle him the whole time. I yeah. love that Connor was just every, like, motivational thing he was saying, Boston strong, come on. Show that heart <laughs> of Boston. Like, Connor's been in Boston probably, like, Seven times in his life. Yeah. Boston strong. Show him what you're made of. It's like, okay. Sounds good. I hey, I love like I've never been to Boston, but I feel like I would love it just because yeah. And like, that's like, known for a fighting spirit, like for sure. But it was just funny to hear Connor say, I bet Connor's actually been to Boston a lot since he's Irish. You know, they have a lot of yeah, Irish people. I don't know. Either way, he was just feeding them. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. And then he let the guy ride his Lambo, drive his Lambo. Said he was kind of scared. Yeah, the guy walked up and said, "Hey, Connor, are you gonna let me ride that Lambo?" He said, "Oh, you want to ride the Lambo?" And just threw him the keys. <laughs> and fucking what a good enough. What a guy. What would you do, Z? What would your reaction be? You get to ride, drive Connor's Lambo with him in the passenger seat. I mean, that's got to be up there, especially for a fighter that's in his twenties. I'd you be nervous. nervous as hell. Yeah, I'd be like so nervous. If we get pulled over, I have no idea what Connor has in this car. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> that'd be yeah, that'd be a blast. So. Connor, different. What a guy! I hope he fights us here, but what a guy! Very slim chance. Speaking of Connor, before we get into it, because we're about to talk a lot of foosball next week. New pod starting. We're combining the UFC combat sports world with the wrestling. All right. Z obviously will be a co-host and I got some other buddies coming next week to talk wrestling. One of them or both of them know UFC pretty well as, as well. I shouldn't have used well twice there, but yeah, coming next week. So y'all stay tuned coming right before arguably the best card of the year. 
Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier going to battle it out for the BMF title. So we'll see it. Great card. Yeah. Great card. If, you like, if you like this and you like what them guys are talking about, they're passionate about it, you got to tune in. Give these guys some respect. They come hard when it comes to that. All right. They're very passionate. It's fun to watch. Uh, I'll be listening. I'm not even a UFC guy. And I'll be listening just because there's nothing like seeing Joe G get a little worked up over something. <laughs> I definitely will for that card. So y'all tune in next week. But well, uh, with that, yeah. With that being said, we'll throw it to uh to the intro song and we'll talk some foosball. And while that song is playing, what was Z just laughing about so hard? I'm curious. I don't know. <laughs> he said. These guys are passionate about it. When they talk about it, they come hard. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. I get it. <laughs> you know, the live show is just light years away. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we'll see it in this lifetime, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but hey, hell of a song. Hell of a song just ended. We're back. All right. We're coming at you hard. Z likes that catchphrase. He's childish. You know, people grow up. Some people do. Some people don't. Right. But. We're talking college football. Last week, we gave you our little top ten, I'd say, however you wanted to take it, uh, kind of title contenders, dark horses, stuff like that. I gave the guys a little idea. We went with it. We're going top games of 2023. This is – I had to throw in there to them. We went a little more of the, you know, a little more heavyweight, if that makes sense, uh, conference matchups. You know, the one off the top of the head week two, and it's going to be on the list, and we'll get into it, Bama, Texas. You know, if either lose that game, they can still run their conference, still win their conference 11-1. and Just throwing that out there as why most of these are in-conference matchups. Uh, But, yeah, I think – and just to go ahead and forecast a little bit, Z, I think I'm feeling a little – not a whole bunch, but there's three over-under win totals I've already sneak-peaked, and I think I'm going to add them next week, which we'll we'll do a whole – Obviously, I'll give you. Yeah, because I haven't. Yeah, I haven't looked into any of that quite yet. Yeah, and I might just kind of bounce some off, and we, you know, we'll do some other things too. But just to give you all a little foreshadow, we're not going to week zeros. Probably going to be honestly the week before it, if we're being honest. There's no point in us talking Hawaii, Vandy a month out, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, probably the prior week to from now till then, you know, we're just going to talk ball. We're just going to chop it up. Doing what we do and the best way to start it. No free ads. Got to keep this below the screen. Hey, my girlfriend doesn't listen to this, so we can – this isn't a shot, but she's at the beach till Sunday. So, we're looking – it's going to be a fun pod. We'll leave it at that. Fun pod, fun fun few days. I miss her like hell. If somehow this gets back to her, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through these days. But I, I tell you what, these 12 ounces I just cracked are going to help me. So, we'll leave it at that. But, Z, you sent your list. All right, I'll, I'll honestly lead us off with my number one, and I'm going to have to defend it a little bit, even though I'd say one, two, and I'd say top five. Honestly, you can make an argument why you believe each one's number one. Uh, we can talk this game and then go your one, but I'm going Florida State at Clemson, okay? And I think it's because the ACC being – I think the Pac-12 is pretty deep this year, okay? Preseason, we're seeing four, five, six teams ranked. The SEC speaks for itself. Uh, the Big 12, you know, not not the strongest. Uh, my only argument against this game versus, in my opinion, Michigan-Ohio State, the reason I dropped Michigan-Ohio State game down, last year we saw one of the teams lose, obviously, if they had they, somebody's got to lose, and they both got into playoffs, right? So that's the only reason, in my opinion, it's definitely carries some weight because, you know, if one of them lose to Penn State, then it carries a lot more weight at the end of the year. But – as of right now, if they both go 11-0 and and one lose, last year we saw them both get in, so I just didn't think it carried as much. But back to my number one, Florida State at Clemson, week four. Uh, you know, the ACC's dropped the divisional format, so this is, in my eyes, the preseason one and two ACC uh, and also what I think it will come down to postseason. UNC, Drake May, our guy Z here is high on them, but I think eventually it's going to come down to Florida State and Clemson. Uh, both are real natty contenders. Florida State, ninth highest odds. Clemson, seventh highest odds. Uh, last year, Clemson gets rode off a little bit like we talked about last week. They still go 9-0 and in the ACC last year. 39-10 win over UNC in the ACC ship. You know, they hold down that conference like they've done for – 
a while now, it seems. Seven, eight, I think seven out of the last eight, they've won uh, ACC championships. But big year for Florida State, right? They made a lot of noise last year, but this year is really, you know, can they get it done? Can they take that step? Can they not just be a contender, but really sneak in that playoff? So we talked Cade Klubnik last week with Clemson. Z, what do we feel like in this game? Obviously, it's a big one. Where is it on your list? Why is it above or below other ones? What do you, what are we feeling? Yeah, um, it's not my number one. Just because I think obviously, if you listen last week, you could tell I was I'm pretty big on Clemson and I'm pretty big on K Klubnik. Um, it's a weaker conference in the ACC, and I think Clemson's just uh, more talented than other teams. Um, I'm not as high on Florida State as uh, Cohe is, as you can tell. Um, I just I think they're still a year or two away. They've got they've got a lot of talented players, and the coaching staff's really good. But um, I just and obviously Jordan Travis is really good, and he's going to be the leader of that football team. But I still think they're a little bit away from winning that ACC and making a deeper run. Um, I think I do have them as I mean that is a that is my second ranked like big game of the year, just looking at it, how it stands right now, which obviously can, this can change with, you know, what happens throughout the season. But um, I just think Clemson's going to be a little bit better. I think it's a big, bigger game for Clemson because obviously it's a little bit earlier in the season. If you want to, um, you know, make a run at that playoff, especially coming out of a weaker ACC, it's kind of, you know, one loss or no losses is the way to do it. Right. And I would say, Another thing I jotted down here is Cade Klubnik, right, newer face. He's got 12 practice quarters, I, in my opinion. They got at Duke, which is – it could be a test, but I don't think they're going to struggle at all. They have Charleston Southern and FAU. Uh, those are the first three games. And like I said, this is week four. So that's another reason. Like you said, it's an early test. I think it's going to hold a little more weight. Uh, we got to see if Cade Klubnik and Will Shipley, who I think we've talked highly of Shipley, has no problem. But – can those two and the offense be rolling good enough to handle a Florida State who was 15th total D last year? I think number one return in production in the country, if not a top five at least. So I think it's really going to be able to tell, kind of like you said, for Clemson, Florida State's got that early test, right? LSU, same as last year, week one, game one. You know, they're going to have a high pressure. They're preparing for that all summer camp, fall camp. Like they know what's coming right out the gate. So I think they should be rolling, maybe not. I mean, who knows? Everyone could be hitting on everything in week four. This could be a hell of a matchup. But I think Florida State gets a big test week one. Uh, and this week four, you know, he has 12 quarters for them to figure it out, the Clemson Tigers. So, I mean, hell of a coach who's proven himself year in, year out. I don't think there's going to be any lack of focus or nothing like that. Maybe more of just can we make sure Cade Klubnik is dialed in and are they rolling good? So – your number one is Ohio State, Michigan. Is that right? Uh, my number one is LSU at Bama. LSU, Bama. Okay, let's go there. That's my two. Yeah, LSU, it's Bama. Also I think number just... one. Oh, it's yours as well, Joe. Yeah. You uh, don't yeah. For LSU, Bama. Well, I got it too. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> just looking at the schedule right now, I think this is a big game. To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to be. As close of a game, once it's done on the field, I think Bama kind of rolls. Um, it's going to be a night game, if I had to guess. LSU at Bama, it's going to be the game of the night, or it's going to be that SEC 3:30 Eastern kick time type of atmosphere. So, I mean, the the ble- the build up to this game, the hype that's going to be surrounding this game, that's what's going to make it big. And obviously, it's big for both teams. This game probably decides the West. Um, obviously, it does. I think it does decide the West. Um, but I think. It's going to be a very tough task for LSU to walk into Bama and um, win this game. I think Bama was kind of on this revenge tour. I think everybody's, you know, acting like Bama's falling off. Everybody's coming out with these their top four picks. Who's going to win the SEC? Everything's Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Um, I mean, I've seen some that Bama's not even getting consideration to make the playoffs. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, going to be used well by Saban. These, these guys are going to be ready to go. It's, it's all going to come down to who plays quarterback and, you know, how good the quarterback is. But if they can get the quarterback situation figured out, I think it's going to be a very tough task for LSU to walk in here and, you know, beat Bama and Tuscaloosa. Take it, G. Um, I agree with everything Z said, except for I do think it's going to be a little closer on the field. Um, 
just because I think LSU is starting off with their QB room already figured out. I think the biggest question mark for the LSU is how the defense is going to react after losing some players last year. Um, but like as he said, it'll be college game day. It'll be a night game. Everybody and their mom, whether you're an LSU or Bama fan or not, will be watching it. And I think it's going to come down to what Alabama figures out before the game as far as quarterback goes. I think if they're still in that weird system, I think they're still undefeated, even if they they don't figure it out fully. But they're going into one of the better teams in the West that does have that QB figured out. And like last week I said, I think Jaden Daniels is the dark horse to win the Heisman because I really think he can. Um, and I think instead of a Bama merciless route, I think this could be a Jaden Daniels Heisman moment. So that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, and I like all them points. I think the only thing I'd add, a couple of things are that came to mind. Obviously, the re- revenge tour is one of the first things I wrote down, like Z mentioned. And then the other thing for me that's not getting mentioned a whole lot, I guess, because it is a week 10 game, probably both of their game nines. I think both of their buys come before this game usually. Uh, Brian Kelly could be 2-0 and against Saban, right? And that's a big – I mean, the guy came. We didn't know if he was going to work out, this and that. He wins the West. He gets blown out partially to Georgia, who was a hell of a team, 50 to 30. He still tried to hang in there and throw some punches. But, I mean, he could be 2-0 and versus Saban. And, yeah, he did it at home last year. But, you know, if he could do it in Tuscaloosa, I think Brian Kelly could be around to stay and with some authority and can't be rode off as that number three head coach in the SEC as of right now behind Kirby and Saban if he puts together – can't dump, jump to conclusions because it was one year, right? That's not fully his team, stuff like that. But – as far as this game goes, uh, I can see both sides. Z saying it could be a blowout, Bama's way. G saying it could be close, right? That's no one in their right mind can predict it as of right now. It's, like I said, it's a week 10 game. Uh, I do want to point out both of these teams early, early test, and they're going to know, which they both could win the game and their back not be against the wall so much. But like we said, LSU and Florida State week one, Bama, Texas week two. So both of these teams and have great coaches, as we mentioned. They're going to be prepared, right? But if one of them drops it, this game moves up to the one spot more than likely, as I just said, Florida State and Clemson. If either one of them have a loss, now this game is light years higher, right? Because you you can't lose. One team cannot lose. So I think it's going to depend a lot on them first eight games. Uh, But either way, this game, I mean, it's been a classic for, what, four years now probably, longer than that. But last four years, it's two and two each way, okay? So it's it's usually is a great ball game on the college football slate for the entire year. This one usually gives us a good four quarters. Uh, only other thing I got down is, which everyone knows I'm a Vegas guy, both of them top five in the odds to win the Natty. So this is a big-time game, uh, especially preseason looking into it, and who knows the weight it'll carry come November, right? It'll. I mean, this could be not only for the West, but for a potential playoff spot, uh, depending on how the SEC championship shapes out and stuff like that. So – I did, I did just want to say this is a weird year because Bama got a really good draw on home games. Beautiful. They're, so they're yeah. playing Texas at home. They're playing LSU at home. They're playing Ole Miss at home. Tennessee at home. Tennessee at home. And always a tricky one, Arkansas at home. Yeah. So that's huge. They do got to go hear the Cowbills, though, and start. Yeah, also. what a pleasure. Maybe y'all can uh, pull some strings pleasure. down there. But, yeah, I, this is one of the one of the few times where I'm like, okay, it's not an easy schedule by any means. There's no, still an is. SEC West schedule. Right. But to get some big games at home is really big, especially for Nick Saban and how great they are. Right, so. and needing this bounce back year, right? right? Like needing a little bit of – which I don't even think – I and I go on a, I don't think Bama or Clemson are necessarily in a bounce back year. They are to their standards. But on the big – you know, the grand scheme of things, they're, really, they're both 10-win teams last year. So it's hard to say it's a bounce back. Uh, the one other thing I want to mention, Saban did at media day go ahead and give that no three guys have pulled ahead in the quarterback battle. That's Saban being Saban, in my opinion. I think Saban, when he goes to bed at night, he probably knows who's going to be the starting quarterback, uh, or it's at least down to two, right? But he can't say that. He can't say these two guys, hey, this third guy, yeah, he's out of the picture. He can't say that. So, uh, yeah, hell of a football game usually is. And revenge of all revenge, honestly, last day – between last year being rode off a little bit and just the way LSU beat them last year in overtime and the way it went down in Baton Rouge. So, hell of a football game, should be. 
Um, like we said, it's so hard to predict these that are later in the season because there's just no telling what could happen. Uh, God forbid, because he's going to be fun to watch. Jaden Daniels may not even be playing quarter. Who knows if he suffers an injury or either team suffers a big-time injury, which can change it all. Uh, but, yeah, that's my two. They're one. You said Florida State and Clemson was your two, correct, Z? Yeah. You already checked it off. Uh, what do you got, three? Ohio State at Michigan. Ohio State that's Michigan. That's actually my two. That's your two? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I just, Let's go I with just it. think it's – And I got some defending to do here because I threw – they're six, which was my – I only did six. So, I got some defending to do. I'll let y'all two uh, bang it first since y'all got a little higher on the uh, – Higher on the list to say dude, raw video. Dude. We're coming hard. Y'all let you know, he's not even right. he's not even trying to do this. That's that's great. And my girl's out of town. Um I'll be quick and I'll let Z hit all the particulars. I just think it's the last year, Bama LSU, whoever won that was winning the West. I think it's the same idea in the last couple of years. Whoever wins that Michigan Ohio State game ends up in the playoff. And that's why I put it at two, just because I think. When I think that game, I think whoever wins is going to be in that top four. It's a qualifier um, almost. Yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a qualifier. So that's really the only reason I have. I didn't even have to dive too deep into it. Z? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, it's a big-time game, like Joe said. Um, this game's going to come down to who gets that fourth spot in the playoff or, you know, third spot, whatever the ranking may be. But whoever – out of each team, whoever gets in the playoff, then I believe whichever, obviously, whichever team wins, I think wins the Big Ten. Um, once again, just like Alabama, it's going to come down to quarterback play. Ohio State's going through a quarterback transition um, as well. Um, they've got a younger kid who's been in the system, um, who's, you know, a highly touted five-star kid come out of high school. And um, on the other side, Michigan's got J.J. McCarthy, who, I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback. He can, he can run it. He can throw it. Um, he's getting a lot of hype early on right now from um, NFL scout type people who say he's a very projectable arm, um, things of that nature. So I think it's going to be a big game. Harbaugh's kind of, you know, almost keeping his job the past couple of years with how they performed against Ohio State. So um, I think it's going to be a big game. I don't think I think I don't think Ohio State can afford to lose this game as a program, to be honest with you. Um, it's that big of a game for these two programs. So I think Ohio State, you know, wins this game and they're in the playoff. Right. And I completely agree with you. I mean, this game has always been known as essentially you win, you get in, just the way the Big Ten has shaped up in the past few years. But I think the only argument I had, and it was kind of in the back of my head as I was, you know, I, I'm high on Florida State, so that was one for me. And then LSU-Bama is a classic. Then some other games I won't spoil the list, but – what made me drop it down, I think, was just seeing them both get in last year. And I don't think it'll shape up the same way this year. So I probably should have thrown it in four or three spot. But either way, it's got to be on your top six, top seven list, regardless, every year probably for the next five, ten years. Who knows how long this goes on. But they're elite, uh, both top four natty odds this year. I think they're both finally really looking to take the step and win it. You know, they've had enough playoff appearances that it's like, Sure, we keep getting in, but eventually you got to get some jewelry to go with it, right? You got to finally win it. Um, as he talked about, Kyle McCord, uh, I'm, I mean, I think he does have to play well. Obviously, he's the quarterback, but regardless, you got Travion Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. beside you. That's electric as it gets if me, Z, or G line up in the pocket. I mean, these two guys are two electric guys on offense. Uh, I do want to say, and this, I talked about this earlier, if teams lose and it amps it up but a more believable one, right? We don't know if – I mean, Bama can get picked off by Texas, sure. LSU to Florida State, yes, those are reasonable. But, man, I am I love Penn State this year, and if they can pick one of them, then now this game is 100% not a – you can't lose again, right? You have to go win the division if you have one loss to Penn State. And I don't know if it'll play out that – if they'll even be in a spot to win the division if they lose to Penn State. But just say Michigan drops that, well, now – they know they have to beat Ohio State and have to win the conference championship to even sneak in with it being four. So I think that uh, Penn State getting a win over either could really, really amp it up. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a top six game, top five, four game every single year. It's just how it goes the past three, four years and probably how it's going to go the next five years. So uh, it's it sucks to say, but like you said, Ohio State's program needs to win this football game. That's weird to say because – 
were they inches away from winning the Natty last year? Uh, that might be a little unfair, jump to conclusion, but you know, it's it's believable, right? So to say they got to win a regular season game to keep the you know their program up to standard, stuff like that. Uh, it's just one of those rivalries, right? You don't you can't lose three years in a row. You know, two is two. It gets weird because they beat you on your own turf at least one of those games, but three in a row, you know, it's like come on, especially when you're a top dog like this. You know, you're top ten every year, can't keep losing to them. So I agree with that. Even though I had it at six, I think it has to make everybody's list every single year. So, hell of a football game. Another one that's just hard to predict because it is so late in the season, right? Both of their 12th games of the year. So, uh, looking forward to it, though. I, I'm high on Michigan. If I had to pick it right now, give me Michigan. I think they three-peat them. What's your next one, Jeefy? What are we on, four spot? What was, so, your one was LSU-Bama. Oh, was LSU, Two Bama. was them. Two was that. My third one was actually one of your honorable mentions, but it's because I think Alabama has to win it. Or my number one isn't really my number one, and it's Texas at Bama. Sure. Just because of the history of last year, I think Texas – I think Sark knows how to coach against Bama because he was there. Um, But surely they'll change something up this year. Saban knows what he knows. Um, But I think Quinn Ewers is a different – Yeah, and I I mean they – He's a – He's a deciding factor in this game. If he's healthy, I think it's one of the biggest games of the year. Right. And they, I mean, they keep uh, Xavier Worthy, Worthy, and they uh, add AD Mitchell. So, I mean, talented team, right? And last year they had them. It's, it felt like, but yeah. like Joe said, Bama gets a little fortunate. This year it's in Tuscaloosa, uh, saving revenge tour, as yeah. they like to say. It's uh it's gonna be a great football. I like I said, I said at the beginning of the show, the only reason I had an honorable mention, and it's probably the seven spot or the eight. So it's top ten game of the year. It's just one of those being non-conference, you yeah. know, it just was a little farther down the list. But I will say I think it even carries a little more weight being Texas wants to win the Big Twelve to show them, hey, we're walking over to this prettier girl. We're leaving you in the dust. Mm-hmm. It's an ex-girlfriend. But this is, you know, this could be a Huge game for Texas coming in the SEC and saying, hey, this year we're still Big 12, but guess what, Bama, we're coming. Yeah, I was going to say, like you said it perfectly last week and what you're saying now, I think that this game holds a lot of weight because they have to show we belong where you're at when we're coming. So, And to do it at their place, good teams win at home, good coaches coach well at home, but great teams win on the road and great coaches coach it up on the road. So. They have a lot to prove this year, um, not just with Bama, but with the Big 12 and all that. But, yeah, that's why I had it so high, just because I think it's huge for both teams going forward. Right. Z, give us a little Texas-Bama and talk. I'll let you go ahead and weigh in on it. Bama, that being a week two game and how we talked about Bama's quarterback room. Yeah, it's going to be a big test for Bama because, obviously, Texas has got a quarterback who's been in the system. He's played, you know, <clears throat> in games for Texas, and he's a hell of a quarterback, so – they're from, he's familiar with the offense. The offense is familiar with him. He's in, he's in, he knows the environment. He knows the speed of the game. Um, Bama's going in here with a guy who's maybe gotten, you know, garbage time reps and has shown he can't really throw the ball. And then a guy transferring from out of Notre Dame who's played, but he hadn't played at this kind of big time level. And then another guy who hadn't really played at all. So um, obviously if you're, in training camp and at practice at Alabama, you're going up against five-star guys on the other side of the field. So if you're running, you know, full speed reps, I mean, you're getting some, you're getting some good reps there with the guys that are, you know, on the other side of the football for them. So um, it's obviously a big game. They snuck out of, you know, Austin last year with Bryce Young being Bryce Young, and now they don't have Bryce Young. But I think being in Tuscaloosa is going to be a big, a big benefit for Alabama. But hey, Sark's a hell of a coach. He's got a hell of a team. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, Texas goes into Tuscaloosa and wins this football game. Yeah, and I think – Why did Arch Manning go to Texas? <sighs> that's – Why did he go to Texas? You know, that's a that's the story that's going to have to be told as days go on, you I think. You think he's going to – I don't know, man. And honestly, this is a good little spinoff just to take a little – I'm sorry, whenever I think Texas, I'm just like – No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm fine to throw that in. I mean, we're talking Texas and Bama. We can – been to arch but speaking of bama he was up there and on his list too yeah could have went there yeah hey you never know they they have a questionable quarterback room he could have been playing right now hey you, yeah that's a great point i think arch 
don't get me wrong. I, I did a little trolling when his spring camp or spring game came out and stuff like that. But like, this is just, that's a jump to conclusion and a guy that's going to get that because his name is Arch Manning, right? The same way that some would say he got that fifth star because his name, some would say he got the offers because his name, I don't think we're going to know till we see college quarters in a game. Like that's going to be it. And to spin back to the actual game, I want to say about Bama's quarterback room, like you said, you're going up against four and five stars at practice. Saban's going to test you. You know, he's going to want you prepared. But at the end of the day, these guys get four quarters before they play Texas. That's it. Yeah. So I think I think we might see – it's hard to say we'd see all three because three's a lot. You like to think they at least have a one-two. But I like to see – I mean, Saban might split game one into, okay, here's your game, the first two quarters, here's your game, third and fourth. If it's as close as he really tells, or we'll really be able to see why who he chose is – the number one, I think. And the reason we don't use that argument for Texas is because Quinn Ewers has already been in that those scenarios. Correct. And he's played in the big time game against Alabama. So like Cody's saying, they're not gonna have any reps in that kind of environment. You someone who's listening might say, Oh, well, neither does Texas. They only have one game on the season two. Right. Yes, but they're returning star players in big positions. Yeah, he can deal so, with the nerves a little bit and realize – I just want to throw that out there in yeah. case we get some haters on the pod. I like yeah, I mean, and no matter what – I mean, no matter what kind of reps you're getting in practice or how, how good those kids are on the other side of the ball or how good you feel and play in week one, when you step into that game against Texas prime time, I mean, that's a whole different game for these kids. Yeah, most 11 players on the field are going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a way different atmosphere. Yeah, you're at home, and it's going to help. You're going to feel more comfortable, but it's still going to be loud. It's still going to be packed, and you're going to have a hell of a team on the other side of that field who's ready to come and take your head off. Yeah, and I think that's what I was going to add. No matter the – I mean, you might have a couple freaks that even at practice are life and death with the man they line up against, but for the most part, when you line up Texas versus Alabama week two – that's 11-on-11, 11 11, ready to kill each other, prove why they're the top dog, prove why they should be in the league, prove why they're on that field for a reason. At practice, I mean, you want the best out of your guy, but at the end of the day, hey, I'm not trying to take the head off my teammate, right? So these four game-time quarters are – game-time reps are unmatched They in every sport. It's just – it's different. So, honestly, I'm glad G had that on there, knock a little honorable mention off the list. Uh, Z, what are we missing? Have we named your three? Or that what? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's my? I think we have a name. I think I'm missing a three. All right, and I this this one honestly, the more we talk about it, it probably should be a little lower down. It still would make my top six, uh, but I think it's kind of like Florida State and Clemson being at my one. It's more my opinion on the teams. Uh, as everyone knows, I'm high on Michigan. I really love the return of production, which is a big stat to me. Uh, I think it's the year they take the step. And I think this year for this other team is they can finally make some noise and really, you know, push. I don't know if they can make the playoff. I'm not ready to get on that hill and die. But Michigan at Penn State week 11, in my mind, is just such a big one for, like I said, Michigan is my playoff team. I'm I'm ready to go on that. They've got to take care of Penn State before they can look ahead just two weeks to that week 13 Ohio State. And I think – you can't get caught in a trap because they're going to respect Penn State, right? It's at Penn State, hostile environment. Uh, but Penn State, I mean, last year lost to those two teams, right? Ohio State and Michigan. And I think they got better this year. Did they lose uh, Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, they lost him. But at the same time, I think Drew Aller can can get it done. I think this is a good handoff to him. Uh, I think they're a good football team. And did they get blown out last year? Sure, 41-17. But – the only thing that questions me is that week 11, can, can Drew Aller stay healthy 10 games, right? And that's just a big question in all of football. That's why these these late games, I keep repeating myself, but it just is what it is. I mean, to stay healthy that long through a college football season is going to weigh a lot of these games. You know, it's going to it's gonna affect a lot of them, who's, who's available, who's not. Uh, but this series, like LSU-Bama, two and two last four years, I think – Michigan's won the last two, so it gets a little lopsided, right, your recent memory. Uh, but before that, Penn State won them two. So both top eight Vegas odds for the Natty. Uh, if Penn State can win week eight against Ohio State, 
this game turns into the Michigan-Ohio State game. It just does. Uh, that's asking a lot. Ohio State, we've talked highly of their offense. Uh, Penn State, a highly respected preseason defense, as they should be, a secondary most teams would die for. So I think it's going to weigh a lot on week eight. Like I said, Penn State, Ohio State. But win or lose, more than likely you're looking at Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State being the three rotating up top, right? Those three or four football games, when they all play each other, that's the main, you know, what can Penn State – Penn State, Ohio State's week eight, so it comes first. So that's going to lay it out. But after that, that's really going to determine is Michigan-Penn State a bigger game or is Michigan-Ohio State a bigger game? So that week eight is going to kind of set the tone for those last couple weeks in the Big Ten. And, I mean, I'm excited about it. And I'll just spin off talking about those three being in the Big Ten. I mean, I think this year each division, each conference has some respectable competition. I think it's not, okay, let's pencil in Oklahoma, let's pencil in Bama, let's pencil in Clemson four seed, who do who, you know, who do what happens? Which last year we got a little taste of that. We had some mix ups, but I think this year the Pac 12 can compete three or four teams. The uh the Big 12's got a couple. I think they're a little more, but Big Ten's got those three we just listed. The SEC is the SEC. The ACC, if Z's Dark Horse and UNC can compete, then you know we got three teams each conference and we're looking at a fun football year. But as far as this game goes, Z, lay it on me. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm just not as high on Penn State just because their offense, their defense is going to be really good. But, hey, <clears throat> it's almost like they control their own destiny, which a lot of these teams do. But if Penn State can go out there and knock Ohio State off, and then, all you, then that, like you said, that Penn State-Michigan game is a big-time, prime-time game, and that could um, decide who wins the Big Ten. So um, I think it's going to be – I think we're going to have a three a three team race here in the Big Ten, which is going to be nice for Penn State to be back to you know a really good football team. So it's not just who's going to be Michigan or Ohio State, and you kind of can maybe just decide who you who you want to side with prior to the season even starting. But um, if Penn State can play some good football, and win some games, and show they can you know go out there and score, and their defense lives up to the hype, then it's going to be a fun conference, and those are going to be you know fun two games to see them play. Do we agree that it, Penn State's just uh, and I hate to do this. It's a it's a good team to be good for college football, right? It just feels good, and it's got to be the whiteout. I mean, that's got to be one of the main reasons. But it just feels good when they're competing. Yep, they're just not a team that many hate. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to hate them. Honestly, hate them. I mean, I'm sure big if the Big Ten fans we have out here will be like, "Hey, let's pipe down, <laughs> like fuck them." Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I guess us all being in the South, it's just kind of. They're never really a threat to your team because you probably don't play them. Yeah, and, and we love to see Vandy's coach will even have some success yeah, there as well. I don't hate that. So, yeah. Shout out to Vandy. Shout out Vandy. all those doves. Shout out Vandy. Especially, yeah. Unfortunately. Ole Miss fans love them. They play them every year. Now they're just hurt. <laughs> no, but, gee, if you got anything on that one, or we can go to the next one. Um, I appreciate you being a guru on college football and – Having Penn State so high, I just – I have to see it. Yeah, see it, believe it. it. Hey. You know, so, um, you know, in this day and age in college football, it's a lot easier for me to take a team that's got an amazing offense over an amazing defense just because usually when those two teams match up, that offense is able to squeak out more points than the defense. So, um, I think Ohio State right now, I still have them over them, and I wouldn't – I think the Michigan Penn State game will be killer, but uh, that's what I got right now. Yeah, and that's respectable. Hey, seeing is believing. That's what they say. That's the, the best way to. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Florida State. Like they beat LSU on kind of some fluke stuff sure. last year. Sure, and um, they they played. They had a decent season in a not so good ACC. So they're another team that I feel like I need to that's, see to hey, believe. That's respectable. That's respectable. Mm, right on the mic. Uh, Z Dog, what are we? What are we at? Four on your list? Have we knocked off four? I think we're yeah, all going to be pretty. Uh, or this one's got to be coming. Go ahead and what you got four? Four, I got Georgia at Tennessee. Yeah, same one matched same, up well. Got that four too. Wow, the fours line up. Uh, I mean this one. This one speaks for itself. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. It's, I think it's going to be a night game. I think it's going to be big hype. I mean, it's going to be a big time game. This is really the game that you see on the schedule right now that you could say, hey, maybe Georgia slips here. Um, Joe Milton's getting a bunch of hype. We've seen him do it before at Michigan. Is he a different player now? Is it just he's got a huge arm? Or does his type of football style fit this Tennessee offense? So I think Tennessee's a fun team. I think they're a well-coached team, and I like Joe Milton a lot, and I think he does a lot better in this type of SEC fast offense than he did in that Big Ten kind of cold weather, let's run the ball, you know, short, shorter pass type deal. Um, he's going to be able to run the ball for him, and they're going to stretch the field and try and put up more points than you can. So um, it's going to be a fun game. It's either going to be neck and neck type of high scoring game, or it's does Georgia's defense, you know, kind of have an answer and, and holds Tennessee down a little bit. And as an SEC guy or growing up in the SEC, I'm not, I honestly think I'm anti SEC bias. Like I kind of root for the Pac 12 to be competitive, root for Big 12, Big 10 to be competitive. But nonetheless, just knowing the way the SEC works, very similar to an LSU Bama game, right? I think, I think this one's more than likely going to determine the East. Uh, you got some dark horses in there that might could, you know, make, mess that up a little bit. Uh, and I think it also resembles that as in the revenge to not the tour, but revenge game. Tennessee season ruined last year by Georgia. Do they end up slipping up to South Carolina? Sure. But, you know, imagine the momentum and the high they're on if they did get by Georgia. I don't think they lose that South Carolina game. And that could be another unfair thing to say. But, you know, playing it out hypothetical, I think it would change a lot if they ended up upsetting Georgia and being at Neyland. I mean, nobody wants to play there. Why would you, right? It, it can knock off your – looking back on it as a player, you enjoy it, knock off a bucket list, something like that. It's one of those type of stadiums. It's a college station type of vibe, 100-plus thousand. But as trying to win a football game, I don't think there's a single team in the country that would ever want to go to Neyland and play it. It's going to be slam. They're going to strike out the stadium. Tennessee's going to punch you in the mouth for at least the first half, I think. Uh and like you said, it's going to be – it's another one of these that we keep repeating ourselves, and it's just the way college football is laying out. But it's week 12, right? What is Joe Milton looking like? What are we, what are we at at this point? So, going to be a hell of a football game. Last year had all the hype in the world. Uh, a hell of a college game day from Pat McAfee that week. Also, shout that out. That was just incredible. Shout out, Pat. Yeah, shout out, Pat. Uh, would love to say friend of the program. He, he doesn't know about us, but we're a big fan of his. Uh, yeah, just a good good football game on hand. But, G, SEC guy, lay it on us, Georgia at Tennessee, week 12. You guys hit a lot. Um, so I'll just say what you haven't said yet. I think that this – for the most part of this season, Georgia's schedule is pretty much a cruise. Like, they can kind of go on cruise control, cruise control. But they have a four-week period where they play Florida, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, and they play Tennessee after Ole Miss. Now, I'm not saying – Ole Miss is going to beat them or anything like that. I hope that they do. But I think that playing SEC West teams like Ole Miss State, Arkansas, they're all, there's always a chance of that slip up. And they're always hard games. So I'm hoping that Ole Miss gives Georgia a hard, a hard game, whether they win or lose, and then you have to go into Neyland. That's a tough ask for anybody yeah. to play that ugly Arkansas, Ole Miss, or Mississippi State game and then go into a – probably your game of the year the next week yeah. because you're definitely going to lose a player. It's going to be physical. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing I have. I think that this game, if there's anyone, this is the one that Georgia slips up if they do. If they don't slip up here or the week before, then they don't slip up at all. They're going to the SEC championship. Yeah, and, guys, it's mid or late July, mid-July, whatever you want to call it, you know, we got to play out some of these scenarios, right? Are they 29 and one in the last two years with back to back natties? Sure. Of course. But I mean, you got to, there's, there's always a game you circle, right? And this is, I think, clear as day it for Georgia at Needland. Like we said, it's a hostile place. Uh, another thing I wanted to say is we talked about these quarterback rooms, right? And Z is a Carson Beck guy, I believe, when we talked about it, he thinks he's the guy. Uh, I as well, like, I think that's going to be who it is. But I'm just saying, is it Carson Beck or Brock Vandergriff starting at Needland? We don't know. It's week 12. So, a lot to weigh in. Uh, another one, both top 10 odds to win the natty. You know, who knows what Tennessee – I mean, Tennessee last year, like we said, 
they were what felt like they were on their way to the playoffs more than like if they could have just and they might have still who knows what would happen if they did go 11 and one only losing to Georgia right there's so many scenarios you can play out but it's gonna be a hell of a football game it had all the hype in the world last year and so far this year being preseason I think it's getting a ton of hype already it's the game everyone's got circled for the defending back-to-back champion so Great football game. Everybody's got it at four on their list. Uh, we go to number five. Z, take it again, honestly. I'm curious on this one because we only got one left. Or I only got one left yeah. on my list. Yeah, I have I have a sixth one as well. But um, this one may be a little different. My sixth one's going to be a little different as well. But I got this one as Ohio State at Notre Dame. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be at Notre Dame. It's probably going to be a night game if I had to guess just because that's how it's been in the past. Um, this is going to be Kyle McCord's real first test in college football. Um, you're, you're taking the reins for CJ Stroud. You're going into a, it's going to be a, a wild environment in Notre Dame. And, and this also gives Notre Dame that chance to say, Hey, you know, they've kind of fallen off as a program a little bit, uh, since Brian Kelly left, um, all that drama that just played out over that period of time, him leaving still when the season was going, um, They've got some talent over there at Notre Dame. They still recruit well. They still get top players in the country. It's still Notre Dame. So I think that's going to be a very interesting game, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. I think it's going to be a night game. Like I said, it's going to be Kyle McCord's first test, and um, it's just going to be do those weapons that Ohio State has and Marvin Harrison Jr. and them boys, do they just put them over the top? But, I mean, for Marvin Harrison to go off and carry your football team, Kyle McCord's still got to give him the ball. So – um, and Notre Dame's going to have a great defense. So I expect this to be a good game, and I expect it to be a a, a big game for both teams. Yeah, and I I love that one. Uh, what week did you say that was? Uh, week four. Okay, so, yeah, great early test. Like you said, young guy getting the reins. Uh, probably the downfall of your best player being receiver. Like you said, you still got to find a way to get it to him. Can you jet sweep it and guarantee? Sure, but that's not, you know, that's not exactly how he works. Uh, yeah, they've already come out with at 7.30 Eastern at Notre beautiful, Dame. Beautiful. So, it is night game. It's going to be a hell of a game, hell of a test early. Uh, and I think – and honestly, I'm just going to throw this one in there. My One of my honorable mentions, USC at Notre Dame week eight. That was my five. USC at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can roll – we can honestly just throw the Notre Dames together. Uh, I think Notre Dame's getting some of that vibe that there's usually a team every year that happens to have a really, really tough schedule – which is Notre Dame this year, obviously. Uh, That's a night game as well, USC at Notre Dame. So Notre, the Irish trying to play that ruiner uh, yeah. role. Like I don't, I don't think they're. I don't think any of us even had them as playoff contender. Maybe a darker horse. I had them as a dark horse. Shout out Sam Hartman. Okay, so perfect. They are, and they're a good dark horse. I mean, Hartman's a proven guy, right? They're great dark. I think they're almost the definition of a dark horse this year. Sam Hartman is going to be a dark horse steal in the draft next year. Book it right now. throwing out his fantasy. A year and a half in advance. Watch. Heard it here first. Heard it, yeah. Hey, heard it, bookmark it. (laughs) Jot it down, heard it here first. Give us some credit. Nonetheless, Notre Dame is giving off, like we said, they're dark horse. Could they make the playoffs? Sure. They have the schedule to build a resume, right? But they're almost giving off. They're going to ruin someone's season, it feels like whether it's USC or Ohio State's, I think they have one more big one in there. Uh, no, not – does Notre Dame play Penn State this year? Uh, let me see because I have their schedule. Somebody give me that, but they do? Yeah. Okay, so three teams that are – and, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little biased to Penn State here because I am higher than most on them, I'd say. But, I mean, three chances to really fuck up some teams' season, in my opinion. Teams that are – have an easier schedule, right, and only have maybe two games circled. If you lose that one, you're in trouble, okay? So they got a chance to really, I think, do some damage to some teams, not hopes and dreams, but, you know, their, their goals. Can't see Penn State anymore. Uh, I don't know. Click, uh, click like a schedule schedule. But anyway, anyways, back to it. <laughs> Gee, a little technical difficulties here. Um, no, Notre Dame. I think that's a hell of a game. I think Notre Dame, like we said, USC, Notre Dame's a big one as well. Uh, Notre Dame in general, just a team that can pick off probably anyone in the country if we're being on the right night, right? But you know, those are huge games. 
I think the only one we're missing. Oh, my five, which I'm sure. I don't know if it's. I think it's getting more hype. Uh, the team that's hosting is. I got USC at Oregon. I think two guys that are can be Heisman contenders. Uh, two guys that are building a draft stock. One, obviously, the Heisman Trophy winner has a hell of a stock already built. Bo Nix in year 11, it seems, doing his thing, getting a hell of a lot of hype. Oregon getting a bunch wow. of hype. I, I just Why does he get hype every year? He get he, he, The only thing he I still remember is that. It's a fine year last year. In the pack, first round pick. Shut up. That's worse than Will <laughs> Levis. Dude, uh, okay. okay. Oh, it's uh, not, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. But still, the only thing I still remember that was awesome. He has a good year. His first ever college football game hell of a cash hell of an auburn money line cash in his that was it game. that was that's it like he's a heck of an athlete don't get me wrong i think he's a respectable quarterback i think he gets a little pac-12 slander which is it's part of it you go out there you know you're going to receive it i i i see your I no I, I i okay he wasn't good in the in the sec at all he wasn't great i agree he was also young i, I don't know i kind of was he he was young the first two years. Like you said, he's been there forever. I think he was now. a 17-year-old freshman. He started as a true freshman. Yeah, so did Bryce Young. Bryce Young didn't start as a true freshman. Wait, am I tripping? Yeah, tripping. I'm thinking of – He like backed up Mac Jones. Jalen Hurts or something. Anyways. Jalen Hurts did, yeah. Yeah, he beat Ole Miss at Ole Miss. I remember that. We were up by like mm-hmm. 15 and half. I see both sides of honestly – like I could see Bo Nix living up Nick's nowhere – I, that's fine. Hey, we need a little hate on the pod. I could see Bo Nix not living up to the hype, but I could also see him being a fine quarterback and doing his job in the Pac-12. Is he going to catch Pac-12 slander? You're going to catch any slander outside the SEC. That's just how college football fans, to not me. even fans, college football world, that's how it works. But If Bo Nix was an Ole Miss Rebel, I'd say he was good. I'd say he sucks. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like I said, I got to see it to believe it, and I don't watch much Pac-12 because it's on too late. That's fair. Honestly, that's that's honestly why I dial into Pac-12 because it's the only shit on that late. Gets me yeah. fired up. I do like it's one a.m. and I'm watching the fourth quarter drive to win the game. I do like scrolling and seeing an old Utah Utes game late. Yeah, night. that's uh that's one other thing hey, in the speaking notes. Of, speaking of speaking of the Utes, I'll just go ahead and jump into my sixth <laughs> game. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's necessary you call it a, a big game. It's obviously not bigger than these. I think it's a very interesting game, though. Uh, week eight, uh, Utah at USC. Yeah. USC has had a lot of trouble with Utah in the past couple of years, and this game just happens to follow up when USC goes to Notre Dame. So it's either going to be – it could be both ways. It could be USC playing a, a Notre Dame team tight, coming off an emotional win, and then you get hit in the mouth early by a Utah team who's – Got Cam Rising coming back, and we've seen what he's been able to do to USC, and he's very talented. Um, or, on the other hand, it could be Notre Dame uh, gets by USC, and USC's coming off a loss, and they got to try and save their season with a Pac-12 championship. Then they go in there and you know put the work on Utah. So I think that's a very interesting game, just how both teams have played each other in the past, and just kind of how it lines up on the schedule for USC. Yeah, and. That's a top ten game for sure. No, no, it doesn't matter how you spin your list. I think just off of last year, that has to be a top ten, right? They get them not once, but get them twice, and the second time, do it with ease. It seemed, and now you got your Heisman Trophy winner returns, right? You, you feel like unfinished business. You didn't make the playoff. You were a pretty heavy favorite throughout the year when they realize, okay, just run the Pac-12 and you're in. You have a guy that's Pretty, pretty obviously, probably going to get the Heisman. Uh, you had Jordan Addison, a first round receiver who was his partner in crime, and yeah, that's a that's a big one. They can't if they beat them three times in two years, potentially four. Who knows? If Pac twelve ends up same ship way, but I'm just saying three times in a year and a half. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough look, and I didn't even dive into the schedule as good as you did and seeing, like you said, it could be a Come off a high, you're a little low, get socked in the mouth. Is it a bounce back game? You know, what is it? So the way the schedule falls, USC 
hands a little bit more full than a normal Pac-12. And I wrote on here, too, in my notes of USC-Oregon, no disrespect to Utah, maybe even Washington, putting this game above them. So the Pac-12, you know, they got their hands full and to add Notre Dame on that USC schedule. I mean, they got four, they got four games that aren't easy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about Dion and them boys out in Boulder. Hey, never know what they, that's a team to watch. They've got a lot of transfers. They got a lot of talent. You got Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter. And a lot of, a lot of talk around, uh, yeah, a lot of talk around UCLA and Oregon State also. So the, yeah, Pac 12 is going to be very interesting. It's going to be fun, I think. And I honestly, we joked about it a minute ago, but being a gambler and a college football fiend from sun up to sundown, or sun up to sun up sometimes when the crazy teams are playing. But if the Pac-12 can get back right, sign me up for these 10 p.m. kickoffs my time, 11 p.m. Eastern time for Z-Dog. So if that happens, I mean, honestly, prayers up to – Yeah, prayers up to the bookie because, I mean, we're going to be hitting him late. We're going to (laughs) be hitting him late for some money. So – that's our top. I don't have any more honorable mention. We kind of already hit base on Texas, Bama, Florida State, LSU, Penn State at Ohio State, USC at Notre Dame. Kind of threw them all together. I think the common trend here, which is kind of unfortunate, kind of see who's deep, see who's not, is majority of these games are at least week 10 or later. And that's just how it falls, right? There's a couple week eights in there, but for the most part, Texas, Bama, uh, Florida State, LSU heading heading the early games, uh, but then Florida State at Clemson, I think, is that first big in conference game at Week Four. So, yeah, the season Ohio State, on the Notre games that night, Week Four as well. Yeah, and that which one? Ohio State Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. So another Better Week Four. Man, that one's. I, th- I don't know why I thought you said Week Eight on that. That was I think Penn State, Ohio State, and USC Notre Dame are Week Eight. That week eight might be that one everyone's posting saying, if you got anything scheduled that day, then, you know, you're yeah, a that's the week, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. G, uh, G with a little Texas Bama wedding. Yep. Peace Thanks a lot, G. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't think that you'll have to worry about not being able to watch it then. No, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just, just a little bit, just a little bickering. We're fine. Nothing crazy. <laughs> it's Nothing crazy. Well, three o'clock game, you're gonna watch the whole thing before you even get there, probably. Uh anyway. Trying to think of any more little banter we got there, but that's top games. What are we five Saturdays from week zero this Saturday? It'll be, I believe. Yeah, yeah I think like 30 something days, 38, yeah, 30, 30, 38, 37, something like that. We're chugging along. Z, August 5th, UFC going to Nashville. I might. Uh-oh. What you think? Depends on the card, I guess. Yeah, Umar and Magomedov just backed out. But it's Corey Sanhagen versus someone. <laughs> He's pissed. No, honestly, <laughs> honestly, we wouldn't pay to go watching Magomedov. So it's probably good that he backed out. They'll schedule. Sanhagen. They'll schedule somebody for Sanhagen. You're a big Sanhagen guy, aren't you? Yeah, I like. I like Sanhagen. I'm a big like my big guy was kind of like a sleeper is uh, Cody Garbrandt. Oh yeah. Well, he he's a sleeper now. He used yeah, to be the man. I freaking yeah. love Chito Vera. So yeah. many good fighters in the 135 division. It's got to be the most stacked. Anyways, Dude, if Sean O'Malley was in Nashville or even Jacksonville, I'd probably go. Yeah. How far is Jacksonville from you? Uh, like six hours, probably. What's Nashville? Uh, like three and a half. Three. Uh, Z drive seven to go watch Sugar Sean. Sugar Sean, baby. <laughs> I drive well, fucking 24 hours to see Connor. <laughs> God. Hey, he ain't speaking nothing but facts, baby. Come on. Jeez. But yeah, hey, that's all I got, man. I'm ready for some football, man. This shit's getting me amped up. Keep counting down. Like we said, hey, five Saturdays from this Saturday. This pod will come out Thursday morning. Um, like I said, a little sneak peek of next week. I'm thinking about some win totals. I'll text Z and G so they homework's done. We might talk. I just kind of had a little idea, a little Heisman contenders, maybe. Uh I don't know. We might split it up. We got a we got a few weeks to kind of do off whatever we want to banter about. And like I said, that week before week zero, we'll obviously hammer some week zero and probably even preview a little bit of week one. Uh, yep. Just being so much ball, but 
if we want to yeah. add any NFL on, like sprinkle a little NFL. On yeah, like sure. Eyes matter small something. We'll do it. Yeah, especially once we get closer. Talk about how bad the dirty birds are going to be. Oh. Dirty birds going to south, baby. Okay, ricochet shots are unbelievable tonight. Z's writing it down right now. Dirty birds win south. Yes. <laughs> well, dudes. That's all I got. As always, we appreciate it. Hey, if you like ball caps, just saying. Could be dropping a little something. All right, that's all we're going to we're going to leave it at that. I'm not going to have a price. I'm not going to have a, a, a color, nothing. If you like ball caps, stay tuned. <laughs>